Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. super excited and you know it's, it's it's definitely a blessing to be in this this situation but um you know obviously it's a you know it's a results based business and you know we want to want to have success and for us to be able to have that we have to earn that right um and that's you know by locking in you know grinding throughout the week making sure we're focused so uh you know really all my, my energy is going to that Bryce Young talking about uh all he's thinking about he's not thinking long term He's thinking about Sunday and getting that dub in Atlanta. I cannot wait to see it. I believe, Bone, he played a pretty good game down there um, uh, a little while back in the Georgia Dome in an SEC title game, right? Beat the brakes off the dogs, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that did happen, yes. <laughs> Six tutties, 450-plus total yards. Did they play the national title game down there right Ooh. after that, didn't they? Did they play oh. twice? They played twice down uh, there, right? Because uh, that was in Atlanta, right? Uh, that was... Georgia Bama two was in Atlanta. If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. I think yeah. But you got to so. you got to let the facts get in the way. By the way, of a Bryce, high there. Bryce, if Bryce ever says he's excited about something, that's a downgrade. He's always super excited about something. He's always <laughs> a level above excited. I love my man Bryce. Uh, love him. A little different than our last franchise QB camp. But I love them both in their own ways there. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah, Bone, that, that's, you should have left that last part out. You should have left that part out that he played a second time against Alabama. Well, I was, I was sort of schmackled. I just wanted to believe his I only you, game in that building. I was going to say something, but I don't even know what that term oh, exactly gosh. means. Schmackled? I don't know what. Uh, no, the national no. championship game in 2022 was actually played in Lucas Oil Stadium. I knew it was a dome. I knew it was was a dome, all right? I knew it was a dome. All Get right, there we go. out of there. So I'm there, sorry. So point stands. Yeah. The one game he played in the Georgia Dome, he went the heck off point, on a team from Georgia. Point McLean. Oh, 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 baby. Oh, baby. Forget about the fact, Bone. That, you love it when I mess up. Forget about the fact that Bryce, uh, that, that quarterbacks drafted number one overall have not won a, their debut in 21 years. Jeez. Forget about that. <laughs> Bryce is 1-0, averages six touchdowns a game in the Georgia Dome, baby. Let's but the, go! the last guy to do it, though, Mac, was a absolute baller and a legend. <laughs> so who, tell me, Mac, who was it? Was it uh, Aaron Rodgers was after that? What what great quarterback is the last one to win that? Mac? The last number one overall pick quarterback yeah, yeah. to win his debut? Uh-huh. Uh, David Carr. That would be David Carr. So, <laughs> so when we crown Bryce, well, we already have, but when we crown him, if he wins this game, yeah, you, you got to do a little more than win your first game. All right, Mac and Bone with you. It is time, man. It is time. We spent a bunch of this show being worry warts about this Burns contract. We do this every year in week one, right? Like, we'll make a prediction bone before the preseason. But 
we like to let the dust settle and come back and revisit. And I want you all to jump in here as well. Two questions for Panther fans when you make your prediction on the text line, uh, 704-570-9610. How many wins do you think the Panthers will have? And number two is, do you think we're making the playoffs, Bone? Now, what was your preseason prediction? It was division title. Yep. But what was the final? What was the win? Or not final. What was the win number of the preseason? 10 and 7. Okay. Right. I am maintaining 10 and 7, still make the playoffs, still win the South. I'm not budging. I think it may be an uneven start that we've talked about because the schedule in those first six games and how tough that is to navigate. I, even you said a couple of weeks ago, even two and four, they could even do some work after that. I, I, three and three would be ideal, but I think there's so much room after that. Houston, after the bye week, Indy, other matchups in there, Tampa Bay. Again, there's a lot of match. The end of the year, three or four at home in December against Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and we'll see what Green Bay is this year. I love the back half of the schedule. I think they're going to be able to stack a lot of wins post bye week. It may not look pretty to start, but I still maintain ten and seven, still make the playoffs. I ain't budging from what the bone thinks. Uh, I bone am going to. Do the exact same thing. How about that? I started the preseason, 10-7, and seven, division title, and I'm not budging either. I now there's a that, lot. that bully Rickers tried to move us around he here. Tried it, it ain't ain't he happening. tried to move us. He tried to move us, but don't worry, Bone. The last laugh will be on him when he's got his two hoofs and a big old bucket of Duke's Mayo to pay up the best the that he owes us. Qualified right. IQ in the building. <laughs> but anyway, I, there's a lot of noise out there, too. Like, if Panther fans lower the number, I get it, right? Offensive line struggled. I personally think, Bone, that once they start game planning for an opponent, once they start using the blocking schemes they want to use in a regular season and not kind of experimenting with things, I, I believe things will change. Once they start showing the full offense, I believe things will change. Once Miles Sanders is in there, I think things will change. There's a lot of national media noise. Uh, it seems like everywhere you look nowadays, except for this ESPN FPI thing that has us winning the division, but I don't even understand how the FPI works. Well, they also but, they also tried to downgrade South Carolina last week. So <laughs> oh man, that was a mistake. Uh, wasn't yeah. it? But but <laughs> everything else, it's it just everywhere I look, it's Panthers third in the division, Panthers last in the division. It seems like that's becoming the, the media consensus is that we were one of the worst two teams in the division. So there's a lot of noise. I'm not letting that sway me. I think Bryce Young's an upgraded quarterback. I think we're going to run the heck out of the football. I think a lot of people forget how much Frank Reich loves running the football. Um, look at what he did in Indy. They were a run-first football team. They did it very well with Jonathan Taylor and others. And I think this defense, I don't think we've seen a half of this defense. Literally, like we haven't seen a key players out there for much of the preseason. I guarantee you we haven't seen half schematically of what Averro's going to do, and I think he's special. I think this I think this can be a division title in a bad division, Bone. I still believe that at 10 and 7. I've got Houston, the Colts, Tennessee, Tampa twice in the second half. And then, of course, there's the Bears. There's New Orleans, there's Atlanta again, there's Green Bay, Jacksonville, Chicago. But, Mac, Dallas is going to be really good, and New Orleans is going to be one of those you know, toss-ups. And Green Bay, we don't know, and Jacksonville is really good. But I'm just telling you right now, that second half is very, very doable for a team that we think will get better as it goes along. I think it plays in perfectly to what they want to be. They may, Matt, they may be at some point for – 
you know, four and six, but I think eventually they're going to figure it out and go on a run here because of the opponents they're playing second half. Of the Bone, year. a lot of textures have a lot of optimism, and I like seeing that, right? That Panthers optimism, man, is a beautiful thing. I want to take it in, baby. I do. I want to bottle but it up. There's one texter here, and I, 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 want, I want us to respond to him. He says, Mac and Bone, I love my Panthers. I can't get past the first six games. I don't know how we can make it to the playoffs with the daunting first six games. So let's address that because I I literally think we could be two and four. Like like you said, not, three not crazy. Three and three be amazing. If we go two and four to get to the record that would have us win the bet and Jeff Rickard lose the bet. And more okay. importantly, I don't want to be selfish. More importantly, Bone, it would have the Panthers at ten wins and a very good shot that wins the division. I think it definitely gets you into playoffs in the NFC. Hosting, can, a, pl- hosting a playoff game also. Can they get from two and four to ten wins? They have to go eight and three the rest of the way. Or are we done? Because a couple of texters are saying two and four is not going to do it. Let's, like, let's calculate, Mac. Houston, after the bye week, first game. Houston, home again. That, you, they definitely can win that game, That's right? Win. should win that game. Colts, after that. I say win home. that game. So there's two more. So what are we up to now, then? It was two and four. Then you're at four and four. Then it's the Bears on a short week at Chicago. That's T- what, tougher than the two before. But it's it. not insurmountable. But I think we're going to win that game. I don't think the Bears are as good as okay. So that's three. The national that's, media wants you to believe. There's three wins in a row right there, Mac. Guys. Then Dallas at home. You got to give them maybe. Sorry, a, it's a loss. <laughs> just if we're do, if we're playing the game here, you know. Then at Tennessee, at Tampa, at New Orleans, three straight road games. I'm, you win two of. Can you win two of them? So there's there yeah then there's, or do you only win one of them because they're on the road so now you I got, think you have to win two of them if you start two and four so now you've got five then right because you got Houston the Colts the Bears Tennessee Tampa and then a loss to New Orleans and then so we got five home Atlanta no we got six we got six if they win two of them we got six oh that's what I mean yeah yeah because we're four and five that would put us at six and six and then Atlanta at home week fifteen win that one Green Bay at home week sixteen oh, we don't know anything about Green Bay really. They're talented, but the quarterback could fall. We don't know. Yeah. I'll say win that one. And then at Jacksonville, I'll, I'll say that's that's a loss probably. And then Tampa Bay at the end to win. Win that one. What will they be playing for? They might want to lose at that point. No, they're playing so, They're playing for the rights to possibly so Caleb see, Williams. We just made them 11-6. and six. <laughs> <laughs> We had a 2-4 and four start and made them 11-6 and six after a 2-4 and four start. So wow. in the win-win, the win-loss game, we picked up one. Maybe <laughs> you know why? Because we were we wanted to prove our point, so we were not gonna. We like we're we're de- there's no way we're gonna let ourselves I, not. I to get was to willing on a tenor. short. I was willing on a short week to throw in Chicago as that, a as a tough. Talk. That's a potential one. But and Matt goes win. All right. Another <laughs> one might be this. Maybe you only win. We said two of three. Yeah. Maybe now I'm trying to make it more realistic because I realized we really homered up <laughs> during that little exercise. Maybe it's that stretch bone from week 12 through 14 at Tennessee at Tampa. And at New Orleans, maybe you only win one of those. There's another heaping helping of instant replay coming up next on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Earlier today on the Mac and Bone Show. Did our friends assemble here, Mac, on the... Uh, oh, this is amazing, Bone. Now, now have we, we put this together. We couldn't do it live in person because we were afraid that Prime might try to fight Matt Rule and take that corn. <laughs> Beat him on the head with it. I also thought that if we did it in person, I might try to fight Matt Rule for all the stress that he put Panther fans through. Now we didn't say Matt Rule here. We just said, Rule. "Oh, that's yeah, right, Rule." My bad. Settle down there. My bad. I'm we not saying we got we Matt Rule. Prime and Rule. Saying we got Prime and Rule on. That's right. All right, let's bring him in, baby. This is amazing. That before a big matchup. 
to get the two coaches just battling it out right here on the show is an amazing honor. So let's see which one we got right here. Coach, who we got? Hey, you know, guys, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's good to be here with you guys. And I'm, 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 I'm primed up. <laughs> you know, because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm ready to take off touch prime. All right, Derek. Are you drinking, are you drinking prime, the, uh, the beverage? Now, at the end of the day, you know, I always got to be primed up. So, yes. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's the rule, by the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> All right, rule is in the house. Guy here. Get now him up let's bring in Prime. Coach, you there? Hey, listen, baby. Coach Prime is here, and I'm here to find out what Matt actually rules. And we're going to find out this weekend when we take up against those corn husks, baby. <laughs> I, I'm oh, actually believe, I'm believing this might actually be prime at this point. <laughs> it's, it's amazing! Oh my goodness! Don't doubt me, Mac. I do. I'm friends with man. You got some. Uh, you got some contacts, Bob. I do. You really do. We so, gotta let these guys sort of hash it out here a little bit. Don't yeah. We? So, Coach uh, Coach Prime, what you you got a problem with with Coach Rule? What you want to say to him? You got him on the line here pregame. Listen, Rule has been one of the naysayers. Uh, everybody on our schedule has been naysayers, saying that we don't get it. We ain't going nowhere. But I've been trying to tell guys since the whole offseason, we coming. And Coach Prime is here. I told you we were bringing Louis luggage. And I brought the dogs in, baby. I brought Shiloh. I brought Shador. I brought Travis Hunter, baby. And you saw last week against TCU that we here and we coming. What do you think? What do you think their role? He's got the dogs, he says. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they got they got great dogs. You know, they they got they got they got Bassett. They they've got Greyhounds. They, they've got you know, they got Old Yeller over there on the sidelines. If you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you know, looking at you know the, the the prime over there that Coach Prime is. You know, he's aged quite well, and that's the thing about him is that even though he's so young in his coaching career, he's he's just like me. He's a winner. You know, because every every game I've ever coached in. I've won, and and even here in Nebraska, every game I've ever coached in, uh, we've grown great corn, and we a, a team has won a game every single time I have coached, including our spring game. And, and you know, Coach Prime knows that as good as anybody because uh, it, it's corn versus prime. <laughs> you know, this week, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot more you can do with a lot of corn. <laughs> Coach Prime, is, that, is are you intimidated by this, this free game rhetoric? Listen, listen, I'm not intimidated by anything. You know, there's a, a couple of stories back in the day where, you know, David even beat Goliath. Daniel got out the lines then. Jonah was trapped in the well. So I'm not worried about a corn husker, if you understand what I'm saying. We are coming. I told you I was bringing my Louis luggage, and I like to come in style. I'm prime time, neon, Dion, Coach Prime Sanders, baby. And I'm not worried about nobody in front of us. He's just one man, and I got 90 guys on my team, baby. <laughs> Coach Rule, do you have any thoughts on the old David Goliath story? It feels like that's one of yours that you might have been a part of. You know, I was actually thinking, you know, Jonah and the whale because, you know, we're going to have a whale of a time, you know, against the Buffalo this weekend, actually, you know, because, you know, it, 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 it's David and Goliath, and, you know, I've coached Goliath, you know, and I've coached David. You know, so at the end of the day, I know David and I know Goliath quite well, and at the end of the day, when I go back and I check the tape, you know, sometimes, you know, the size doesn't always matter, you know, and, you know, Coach, you know, Coach Primer was talking about dogs, you know, sometimes it's the, you know, the size of the fight is the dog, not the size of the dog in the fight, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day. So we go back, we check tape, you know, we make sure that we both Goliath and David. Coach Prime, there's some thought here that you have no idea who Matt Rule is. Is that possibly true? <laughs> David, listen. Coach Prime knows who everyone is. I got everybody on my dartboard, and every week we come in. We come in to get everybody. And let me just explain something to, to Coach Rule really quick. I was looking through my through the scores last week, and it looks like 
It looks like Colorado scored 45 in the corner of the score. Let me check my notes. 10 points, baby. <laughs> that ain't going to do it. I don't think that's enough, baby. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> any, uh, any final thoughts, uh, Coach Rule? You know, at the end of the day, that is elite offensive production. But there's also got to factor in the elite defensive production that my team put out last week. You only give it up 13 points on the road last week. So it's going to be elite-level offense because elite-level defense. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I look back, you know, the touchdown was we scored is that we have elite trick plays. And that's something that we're going to have. I mean, we're, the, we're the best trick play team in the country because, you know, last time I checked, there were a whole lot of teams that scored all their touchdowns on trick plays in week one of the college football season. We're the only team that's in the entire country. Therefore, we're the best trick play team in the nation. All right, fellas. Well, we wish you both the best. Prime and rule on a busy time. We we thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, hopefully there's not some matter. I don't want these guys to get into, like, a, you know, some sort of fracas or want something. want them to keep it classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it classy on the sidelines, Prime. Listen, you know we you know we'll keep it classy, but listen, I keep receipts. I don't want to hear no bull junk. All I want to know at the end of the game is when when uh, when my Buffaloes win. I just want them to give me my theme music. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I almost feel like Flounder should have had some music ready. Hey, play that Jay Z uh, for him, uh, 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 <laughs> All right, boys, uh, coaches, uh, made the best made the best man oh, win God. on Saturday. All right, there you go. Um, I'm all screwed up on the phone. All right, there we go. Oh my, oh, God. my God, I had tears in my eyes. Those two fellas were just amazing, man. I could have listened to that. I, at one point, I was convinced uh, that they were the real guys. That's, <laughs> you thought we were really doing it. Obviously, Dennis Cox Jr. is involved in that. The other guy, uh, he called into the D.C. radio show, and I thought, oh, my goodness gracious, if we can match up him as Dion versus Matt oh, Rule. That's a great his idea. His name is D.H. on Twitter, <laughs> D.H. underscore M-V-J-O-R. D.H. M-score. M-score. D.H. underscore mv J-O-R. Give him a follow. That was outstanding. And Dennis Cox, uh, a.k.a. Fat... Uh, fat fat oh, Matt Rowe. No, fat Matt right. Rowe. No, no, I mean fake. No. Fake. I don't know why I Fake oh Matt... My God. <laughs> he has been known as Fake Matt Rowe. He does an amazing... The Fat Matt Rowe's the Matt Rowe. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Who am I calling anybody fat? But anyway, um, Dennis Cox Jr., he works for the fan in Raleigh. Yes. does a great job there. But this Matt Rule thing, like in Charlotte, we absolutely love him for yeah. that. Dennis is at... The fan rookie on Twitter. So give them a follow. He may never come on again. I <laughs> no, called him no. Fat Matt. Fat Matt. No. Oh, oh my, my God. That was good stuff there. Oh, Russell wants to know who wins at a ping pong match. Yeah, we could have got some ping pong. There's so many places that could go, Bone. Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. 
Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on the Wesson Walker Show. Varying text on the text line, Mr. West Bryant. Uh-huh. A lot of people are with the Brian Burns talk. People are saying you shouldn't be the GM. I got news for you. I shouldn't be the GM either. <laughs> I I'm going to tell you right now, PJ would have had $25 million if I was GM of the Charlotte Hornets, okay? <laughs> this is how it works. We get on our high horses and we want to talk about, yeah, give them 35 mil. Give PJ Washington 22 a year. No, it's just it's just how it goes. Some people do want to pay him that, though. Yeah, and it's like people think that I'm saying that by all means he should get it, he deserves it, this, that, and the third. I just go off what I see in sports, man. It's always about what time you hit the market. Brian Burns is hitting the market at an opportune time where it's being reset. I'm not saying personally if I was the GM – I would give it to him. I'm just saying, based off what Nick Bosa got, Brian Burns has the leverage with his age, with his production, all of those things, to be able to, if he really, really wanted to play hardball, he could sit out and get what it is that he's looking for. How many athletes do we see in so many sports that do this? They sit out or they do whatever it is they need to do to get what they want. The man can get 30 because he can get it from other teams. And then I see all these other GMs on here telling me what their team wouldn't do because they got this, this, that, and the third. We're all GMs. Right. We're all GMs. Yeah, he'll I, get I it. love it. I love it. But but we also see the reverse of that, though, mm-hmm. which I, well, we have to consider. When we have other players say they're going to ask for a trade and then they don't get that money and then they just end up sticking with the team that they asked to trade from, we see that a lot. We see that a lot in football. And it's unfortunate because I want these players to get paid. Because they caved, they don't got no money. Well, yeah, in a lot of situations, especially with running back. (laughs) We're seeing that a lot with running back, especially. Mm -hmm. What Brian Burns does have working for him is that he is playing a position of extremely high value. Advanced stats, traditionalists, it doesn't matter. There is a middle of the Venn diagram there. They come together and recognize that position, that position matters. And so you're going to have to pay him as much as really anybody outside of QB and even as much as some of the mid-level QBs because we know how much quarterback money is these days. I, yeah, I, for me, this is something that I was talking about with Colin as he was leaving the studio. If this doesn't get done and Brian Burns misses Atlanta – then there's a big old problem with what's going on over there because this was all easy to predict. This is my thing, Wes. This is my biggest problem with it. Cause I was trying to sit on it yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. all right, what, how did we get here? Yeah. How did this continue to move on? Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Bosa is going to be seeking a deal this off season. You know, Nick Bosa is going to get at least $30 million. Conservatively, you would have had him getting three zero. 30 million annually. Carolina knows that. They turned down big time draft capital at a time if they wanted to, where they could have hit the reset button. They could have done that. They traded Christian McCaffrey. They traded Robbie Anderson. People were saying, is this rebuild? It was never a true rebuild because they had already been talking about trading Christian McCaffrey. But we all knew this was happening. So now here we are, the Thursday before the season opener. When you are trying to compete for the NFC South, sure, it's a little bit of gravy 
because you are looking towards the future more so to compete. That's why you trade up and go get your first overall pick at, at quarterback. But you still want to compete because the division could be had. And if you lose what might be your second most valuable player on the roster, I would argue yes. If you play a game without him, when all of this was foreseeable, that's the issue that I take. Yeah. Especially if David Newton's report is true. Man, look, I get the 28. Th this is the logical part of me. Because I don't think Brian Burns is the second best edge rusher in the game. I also understand that's not necessarily how contracts work. You can pay him $28 million. Pay him that, at least. If David Newton's report was true, that Burns and his camp were seeking somewhere around 28 mil, go ahead and agree to that. The fact that Nick Bosa put ink to paper doesn't change a lot in my mind because we knew this was going to happen. So the contract signing, it was all a formality. It's like, oh, whoa, oh, hey, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and guess what? We knew it was going to be a record-setting deal. We knew that. Yeah. If you didn't think that, then I don't know what world you're living in. Carolina needs to come on up. We'll see what that price is. We'll see if Burns now has changed it because of the formality that did happen. But if the Panthers were really trying to hold steady at $23 million, like to me, I just never thought Burns would ever agree to anything like that. So now, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to the point where you can point the finger at Carolina and say, this, this is a problem on your part for not being able to predict what's going to happen and make something shake before the season starts. No question. And the fans, you guys have got to stop trying to make direct comparisons. How many players in sports do we see that – aren't as good as maybe a guy that's getting paid less than them or vice versa, and they get a huge contract. Who would have thought that uh, my man Daniel Jones would have gotten $42 million per year? And a lot of people definitely feel like he's not worth that. If somebody would have told you that's the deal he was going to get beforehand, all of you would scoff. This is how sports works. Y'all know this. Quit trying to make comparisons and, oh, well, he's not as good as Bosa. Okay, yeah, we know that. But the market is not saying that. The market says a young pass rusher has the leverage to be able to do this. And as I said, it's going to be fascinating how this was handled, in my opinion. I don't understand how a lot of these situations can get as contentious as need be. Like you said, Walker, they knew this was coming. But they also knew that they were going to have to play, pay Brian Burns at the top of the market. And they just happened to have this happen in the wrong year when the actual physical top of the market, Nick Bosa, comes up. And so you look at a team last year tied for 25th in sacks. What do you think they would be if you take those 12 and a half out of Brian Burns and take those away? They'd be last in the league. You take this guy away, what'd you see in the preseason that makes you think they'll be fine without him? Did you see YGM getting to the quarterback on a regular basis? No. You saw Barno get to the quarterback it's once. time, baby. You know what I'm saying? You saw Barno <laughs> get there once. Other than that, what did you see? You banking on Justin Houston flashing back and, and, and reverting back to his old days and getting 15 sacks or something like that this season? No. So at the end of the day, he is the pass rush for the Carolina Panthers. You have to pay him what he wants. If he decides to sit out, you're going to really see that value when Ritter's back there just hanging out, you know, talking to us and stuff before he throws a pass. If he, if he goes to $30 million, then I do wonder if Carolina could have brought it down a little bit by just meeting him halfway or a little bit closer to his target range, or if this was inevitable that we were going to have to see Nick Bosa sign this contract first before Brian Burns ended up doing. That's a real possibility, by I the way. I think so. That's a real possibility. I do wonder if Carolina could have just said, look, 
Nick Bosa is going to get paid at some point. I know you want to see what he gets paid. I get that. But right now, we're willing to give you $28 million. That will leave you, as it stands, the highest paid edge rusher until Nick Bosa gets his deal. So that means you're going to be the second highest paid edge rusher going into the next five years. And you're young enough to where you can actually get another contract. Look opposite the defensive line with Justin Houston, who's made some nice money after big contracts that he signed, especially with your age. So let's just end this right now. Agree to the 28 mil and do the used car salesman thing where he doesn't leave without a contract. I want if that could have been had i'm not saying it absolutely would have been something that burns agrees to but if if we're hearing some things that i don't know how true they are but if we are hearing some rumors about they wanted to hover around 25 mil okay like then then you might have by lowballing that much or by bringing it under what that target price was going to be at 28 i wonder if you actually hurt yourselves by now getting this close to the season where a deadline creates a sense of urgency. I wonder if you actually raised the price because you came in at 23 to 25. And the thing is, is it's like a scale almost. It depends on what the number was for Bosa. Had he gotten, if he would have said, I want a dollar more than Aaron Donald that put him uh, over 31, or if he would have said, I want 32, then I think maybe you can have a Brian Burns at a 28, 29 in that number. But once that 34 came out, then you knew at this point, all right, Four million less to me shows the difference in the two players, but you still got to put that three on there. That's that's what I'm saying. Like 34 and 30, that's telling me that, okay, Nick Bosa is significantly better than Brian Burns because it's 34 to 30. But if he gets 32, you could get Burns 29, 28, in my opinion. So that's all I'm saying to the people out there. that's trying to say, well, he isn't worth that. But I just think once I saw that Bosa annual average at 34, I say, oh, yeah, 30's definitely uh, in, in the cards for him because it's enough of a gap. It's in the cards. It, it, yeah, it's, it's absolutely enough of, in the It's cards. enough of a gap to show that Nick Bosa is that much better by him getting paid four, three and a half to $4 million more than what you're getting paid. Yeah, our small disagreement is that is the inevitability of it, but it's 100% in the cards. Yeah. Like, you got to come to terms with that as a Panthers fan. There's a couple things I want to address, too, that people are either texting or tweeting at us. One is, I've seen a couple of texts saying to franchise him. I know, Fiddy, you had a back and forth of the texter yesterday. The deadline's gone. You can't franchise tag him this year. So you can't do that this season. If your argument is don't pay him at all and then try to do it next year, well, you're going to have a real ugly situation. If you don't want to hear more Burns conversation, you just want to hear about football, then you do not want him to hold out more and then eventually Carolina try to put the franchise tag, tag on him the next season. You don't want that. The other is something that Hurricane Marco did. I saw you know Mac write this on Twitter, I believe. Does Justin Hubert deserve or Herbert deserve to be the highest paid QB? Probably not. But that's what the market dictates. So I agree with that. I understand that sentiment. I think with Justin Herbert, you could see that guy. It, it's within the realm of possibility that he could be the best QB, you know, outside of Pat Mahomes year after year. Right. Like I, I could see Justin Herbert. There's a world that exists very easily, in my opinion. Maybe you have different opinions on Justin Herbert. That's fine. I think the dude is all of that. I think Pat Mahomes is in a tier by himself. And then I think Herbert with a better offensive line with good enough coaching that doesn't, you know, go for it on every single fourth down as much as I love the aggression. I think there's a world where Herbert could be the second best QB. I think with Burns, Wes, I love him. 
I love him. But I don't think Brian Burns is Nick Bosa. I don't think he's Miles Garrett. I don't think he's Micah Parsons. I do think there's probably a handful of players, and literal handful, like five, that might be better than Burns. And it's tougher for me to see Burns be at that kind of level. So that's why I don't know if he would get 30 million. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like there is a little bit more of a gap there. But I but it's certainly in the cards because Carolina doesn't have a whole lot of leverage at this point. Yeah, and Joe Burrow's going to more than likely break Justin Herbert's. Right. No, not more than likely. He's going to break Justin Herbert's deal. Uh, they're saying that they should have something done by Friday. So his deal is going to be the next record-setting deal. And the next quarterback is going to have the next record-setting deal. It's just going to keep happening over and over. When you have guys at the top of the market, mm-hmm. it's going to be like that, man. The next guy is going to get paid more than the last guy. And that's normally how it works. All right. So, Fiddy, let's go to a Frank Reich soundbite. I did want to get this in there before the campus corner. Frank Reich talked about the burn situation and being prepared for Sunday despite all all of this surrounding them. Listen, I mean, we all know how this works, right? I mean, I've been in this business for 30-some years, a player and a coach, and and understand that, um, you know, there's a player perspective that we all have to respect and understand that player has to do what he has to do to get what he needs to try to get. Um, we also, and that's important, and I understand that we, are, we love and respect Brian for that. I also understand that there's a business side over here and, you know, the business side says that the player's under contract, he's expected to play. I'm just the head coach. I'm just trying to get ready for Atlanta, right? So we're all eyes are focused on Atlanta. Well, we talk about it, you know, we addressed it as a team, you know. So, we, you know, hey, this is what it is. We trust that the process will work itself out. We're focused on getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons. That's really the business side has its position. The player has its position. We focus on Atlanta. Here's the question I have for you, and it's very similar to the one I led the show with about Kansas City and Detroit. Does the fact that this burn situation has not been solved take away from the actual game on Sunday and the excitement that had been building from this offseason, all the coaching staff hires, the drafting of Bryce Young? How much of it does Burns not agreeing to a deal yet take away? Uh. I think it takes away a, a little bit, but it adds intrigue. I mean, I'm a guy in sports. I like chaos. I love sports drama. Just absolutely <laughs> love it. So I can't wait to see if he doesn't play, how does it look? What's the outcome of it all? And then what's the aftermath? So I think that's the interesting part. But as far as just on the surface watching the game, especially if you are a fan of the Carolina Panthers, you're definitely not going to enjoy having to go out and play week one uh, against an Atlanta team without your top pass rusher, especially a team with the caliber of weapons that Atlanta has. You want to be able to apply that pressure, and your number one guy to do that is not going to be out there. Uh, Let's play the other Frank Reich soundbite where he discussed how Burns has done everything and how he's not a distraction to the team. To Brian's credit, he hasn't made himself a distraction. And I give him, a, and I do, I respect him a lot for the way he's handled that. He has not made himself, he's done everything he can to not make himself a distraction to this team. And that's just evidence to the kind of leader he is. So Frank Reich is saying all the right stuff. I like the way Frank Reich has handled this. I'm not saying it's necessarily hard. But I don't think Frank Reich has done anything at the podium. You know, not to bring him up again, but can you imagine Matt Rule in this situation? Like, what kind of sound bites would we get from that head coach? (laughs) I really, I I think 
We've seen him say some decent stuff about the players. We've also seen him throw guys under the bus. Yeah, quite Philly a was bit. late with the drop. I thought we were going to get to 704. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Here it is. Elite. Oh, no. 704, 980. Let's go. The problem with Rule is that Rule would somehow make it about himself because he's an egotistical chotch and he sucks ass at coaching football. That's okay. what he would do. Yeah. And whenever Burns does get paid, he he will he will take credit for Burns getting that type of contract. That's right. I talked with Burns last night. I told him to sign. He did. You know, I, I'm the one that taught. You know, I taught people how to play the read option defense in the NFL, and that's why at the end of the day, he got the contract he got because of my coaching in Carolina. I don't I don't mind it. I don't mind that one. That's pretty good. Finney. You know, <laughs> you. Dennis Cox is the guy as the rule impersonator, but it's a lot better than your David Tepper. Like you can bring that one to the mic anytime you want. What you got against uh, Big okay. Daddy Tep? All right, there we go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had to go there. I tried to end on a compliment, but you had to go there. Last thing for me, as far as how much it takes away from week one, I think that in conjunction with the preseason has. I mean, think about it. It was just all sky high. We were all floating on clouds. We were seeing rainbows. We were floating to week one. And then they get shut out in preseason game number one. <laughs> Bryce Young gets put on his back. The first throw of the game. Your franchise supposed to be left tackling looking good. You go 0-3 in the preseason. We go up a little bit with some nice play from Bryce Young against Detroit. Mm -hmm. Adam Thielen connection. That's working. 10 points. Okay, great. And then, boom, we don't have a deal done with the second most important player on the roster. All of that, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a roller coaster by any means. But we were all flying as high as we possibly, we all had a glow. We were all so excited. And now we're back down to earth a little bit. Back to life. Back to reality. Yep, that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's been hard-hitting action ever since the goodwill of the preseason. And so if you don't go to Atlanta and get a win, you know, I'm not going to say it's starting to get treacherous, but it's just definitely needing of a reset as far as the New Orleans game that will come after that. You've got to be able to get something done. And I think the way you start some of that goodwill back is to get Brian Burns his, his cheddar, man. Get him his chips. You remember when Fresh Prince would dance to that song? Yes. He was great. I love every single one of those Fresh Prince dances. Oh, yeah. They're, they're fantastic. Classic stuff. All right. Maybe we can get Fitty to dance. <laughs> we can. Don't flash us. Don't lift up your shirt like you sometimes do when I tell you to give us a flash, but just go ahead and give us the radio yeah, flash. AJ said real quick, though, he said Bryce was put on his stomach technically on his first throw. Okay, no, that's a that's a great text. Thank put you. Him on his tummy. Uh, no, that's right. Like, that's that's a good distinction. Thank you. So Bryce was on his tummy instead of his back. <laughs> you can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to 3. Sit tight and stay locked because Instant Replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Play on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Earlier this afternoon on the Kyle Bailey Show. Uh, there is a statement that's been, well, actually multiple statements have been released by North Carolina head coach Mac Brown and A.D. Bubba Cunningham. And Mac Brown just delivered the strongest, clearest, most on-the-record uh, rebuke, as Andrew Carter put it, of the NCAA, as I can ever recall seeing from a coach. Uh, Mac Brown saying, quote, I've lost all faith in its ability to lead and govern our sport, end quote, saying it of the NCAA as wide receiver Tez Walker's appeal has once again been denied. And at least as things stand right now, Tez Walker will not be allowed to play football at the University of North Carolina this year. Let me read you Mac Brown's statement here, and then I want to get to Bubba Cunningham's as well. Uh, we're going to get you the best audio in sports here as soon as we can, but this is obviously big news for Carolina fans. Uh, starting 1-0, beating South Carolina Saturday, App State coming up this weekend. Can they beat App State without Tez Walker? Yes. Should they have to? No, I don't think so. I really don't. And I'll tell you why in just a second. But here's what Mac Brown said first. Quote, we are absolutely crushed to learn that Tez Walker's eligibility has been denied for this season and he won't be able to play. I don't know that I've ever been more disappointed in a person, a group of people, or an institution than I am with the NCAA right now. It's clear that the NCAA is about process and couldn't care less about the young people it's supposed to be supporting. Plain and simple, the NCAA has failed Tez and his family, and I've lost all faith in its ability to lead and govern our sport. They've messed up so many things as it relates to college football, and now their failures have negatively impacted the life of one of our own. Just imagine what it's like for Tez to be so excited to come home and have a chance to fulfill his childhood dream of playing for North Carolina in front of all of his family and friends, only to have it taken away despite doing nothing wrong. I can't begin to understand how this has happened. The decision makers at the NCAA and on the committee should be ashamed of themselves for doing this to a young man. As, as has been clearly documented, Tez should be eligible for a number of reasons, not the least of which is the mental health issues he's faced during his time in college. And with this decision, the NCAA has placed an unnecessary burden on him. He's had a rough go of it, and this will surely only make it worse. How dare they ever speak about mental health and student-athlete welfare again? We've got complete rosters overhauled through the transfer portal, players playing in their eighth year of college, players playing at their fourth school, and the list goes on. Yet Tez Walker, who has only played football at one school, isn't eligible. It makes no sense, and it never will. Moving forward, our Carolina family is strong, and we need to wrap our arms around Tez, lift him up, and make sure we continue to do all we can to support him. He's continued to work on and off the field and remained an amazing member of our program throughout this ordeal. I know that will continue to happen because it's the kind of person he is. Despite this setback, Tez's future remains bright and will continue to do everything we can to help him fulfill all of his dreams. Shame on you, NCAA. Shame on you. End quote. That is from Mac Brown, head coach 
at North Carolina. Um, let me get to you really quickly, Bubba Cunningham's statement as well. Because Bubba Cunningham, AD at North Carolina, I, I don't want to read the entire statement from Bubba because much of it echoes what, uh, what Mac just had to say. But Bubba, in his statement, lays out the rebuttal points, if you will. You know, it, it, the reasons why Tez Walker should be eligible to play. Uh, Bubba Cunningham saying to reiterate some key points here, the COVID-19 pandemic caused the NC Central football season to be canceled twice, and Tez never played there. Both of his previous schools, North Carolina Central and Kent State, support Tez's immediate eligibility because of his unique circumstances. UNC and Kent State have provided overwhelming evidence detailing his mental health needs. Tez is a Dean's List student on schedule to graduate in December 2024. He does not need his clock extended. Transfer waiver requirements were restricted after Tez established his residency at UNC. Tez has only played football at one school and should be allowed to immediately be eligible. End quote. So then he goes on to say, seeing more than 50 student athletes transfer to one school or watching a starting quarterback play for his fourth university in his sixth year doesn't make sense to many. Arbitrarily prohibiting a student athlete from competition when that student athlete has only played two seasons of football in the last three years, last five years, at one school and wants to play closer to home for legitimate family and mental health reasons does not make sense. Uh, that again is from Bubba Cunningham, AD at North Carolina. Um, lawsuits? I mean, the, the first thing I'm seeing online is lawsuit. You know, the, sue them. Sue the NCAA. Lawsuit should have been filed 15 minutes ago. That'll show. Play him anyway. Here we go. Possum Bryant say, play him. Tell the NCAA to hold my beer and watch. Well, that seemed extremely, while I like it in spirit, it's very rebellious, right? You, you're, you're in theory costing your team games by just defying the NCAA and playing him. And while that might still be true, Mac Brown just said in a statement as a head coach at the Power Five level that he's lost all confidence in the NCAA to ever do its job effectively and ended it with shame on you, NCAA, shame on you. Coaches historically do not talk to or address the NCAA like that. They don't do that, right? Because there are, there are at least historically anyway, a lot of reasons not to. There's a deterrent. There are fines. There are lots of things the NCAA could at least try to do to you. Clearly, Mac Brown, who's been around for a long time. This isn't some young, up-and-coming, frothing-at-the-mouth, 38-year-old coach looking to pick a fight. This is Mac Brown, who's won 100 games at two different programs, who you know has, has nothing to lose, really, saying you all are bad at your jobs. You're not really all that – I don't know that you're good people, and you're costing a good young man a chance to play – when you're letting so many others whose situations are more egregious than his suit up across the country. JT Daniels at Rice played Texas on Saturday and was doing so at his fourth stop in six years. I mean, the the entire Colorado roster has been overturned. Well, I mean, prime example, Adam Rittenberg yesterday, or Saturday, mentioned that linebacker Juwan Mitchell, the former Texas and Tennessee player, so that's already two schools there, Kyle, who was dismissed from Arizona State in early August, joined Colorado last week and was on the field for special teams plays. Yeah. Yeah. Tez can't play. Sure. I mean, that. AC saying, KB, can you rewind on why Tez isn't eligible? Um, Tez Walker started his career at East Tennessee State, I believe. Never played, though. Never played. Uh, transferred to Kent State, where he did play a couple of years. All right. Then he transferred from Kent State to North Carolina Central, where I guess he figured that he would wrap up his college football career. What? Did I get it backwards? Yeah, NC Central, then to Kent State. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. 
NC State, that's what it was. He was originally committed to East Tennessee, I think. Is that what it was? Yes, and then got a deferral, I believe. I'm sorry, my mistake. So he was he was originally committed to East Tennessee, but never went there. He started his career at North Carolina Central in 2020. The pandemic hit, right? So they didn't have a season at North Carolina Central. Then he transfers to Kent State, plays at Kent State for a couple of seasons, then decides to transfer to North Carolina He's been established there, as Mac points out in his statement. He, he established residency there before the NCAA changed its transfer rules or the, you know, implemented the new restrictions. And so, at least in their eyes, shouldn't be subject to those new rules. He's a West Charlotte kid, by the way, played at West Charlotte High School. So that that's why. I, when you look at the totality of his journey, at least in my opinion, and especially compared to a whole lot of other players across the country, I don't understand why Tez Walker's not allowed to play football. I, I don't get it. If these other play, if so many of these other guys, if you are playing an eighth year of college football and it's not where you started, I'm sorry, you can't sell me that Tez Walker shouldn't be allowed to play football. I, I, you just can't. The kids should be allowed to play football. That's insane. Like the NCAA, it, the things that they choose to flex their little atrophied muscles on is very strange. The, the hills they choose to die on, very weird. Like they're still going after schools and athletes and coaches for. I guess the only things that they're still able to, and I guess that they've got a bureaucratic system still in place where they can maybe display they've got a little bit of power. I, I don't know, man. This, but this doesn't, there's no, this isn't in the best interest of the student athlete. This isn't about fairness, any of those things. When you allow what's gone on so often across the country in the last eight months in college football, but this is where you're drawing the line, it's weird, it's arbitrary, it seems unnecessarily cruel to me, but I, I just... Sad. But then all these people say, hey, Congress, we want you to help you. We need help. Charlie Baker's pleading to Congress, hey, we need your help. Well, these guys at Congress are basically ruining, basically exposing the BS that you've been able to pull for the last 40 to 50 years each time you go up there. So why are you going back up there? Then you're saying, oh, the sanctity of the game is ruined. Yet you let people like Tez Walker, who is completely innocent in all of this, should be allowed to play. By the way, you know, he left because a lot of his coaches left as well at Kent State. OC, head coach, whole nine yards. But yeah, he's not allowed to play. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. There's a lot more guys you should probably go after instead of that's the Tess problem. Walker. That, that's the problem. It, it, just, it, be on the bottom it feels the like you're picking on this kid. Like, he's done all the right things. He's been a model citizen, hasn't gotten in trouble. He's been working out with his team the offseason. Right? By all accounts, he's I, I, at least been a good enough student. Right? Why, why are you drawing the line here with this young man? And I'm not a Carolina fan. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Carolina fan. Like, I, Tar Heels football is not not a, an entity that I root for. It's just this is not fair. This is not – they're not doing the right thing here, in my opinion. And they so often don't do the right thing in Indianapolis. Well, and it's unfortunate that some of the biggest cases in this situation have involved – and it hits local for us, too, because West Charlotte for Tez. But remember, I mean – Virginia Tech had a similar situation happen with uh, Brock Hoffman. Almost said Brock Purdy, but yeah. Yeah, Brock Hoffman, a Statesville alum, was not able to play for the first year because he wanted to be closer to Statesville from Coastal Carolina uh, because his, I believe his mom was battling cancer at the time. But the NCAA said, nope, can't play, you know. Because it was a 100-mile radius, and yeah. he was like 103 or something, right? Yeah, well, those three <laughs> miles are really damaging to the sanctity of the NCAA, Kyle. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just an outdated, um, obsolete, toothless, useless organization. Like outside of, they, they, they're really good at organizing and throwing tournaments. Are they? But just, I mean, just break away from them and pick out the part of the corpse that has the tournament organizers and bring them over into a new company and let them do their thing. You tuned into Instant Replay when the audio was so good.
It has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The exclusive home of the Charlotte sports fan.